0: It's Wednesday morning because there's a game on Thursday. The OTP is on Wednesday. My name is Mike Keith. Andy Wells is here, Hello, Mike. having a cinnamon roll.
1: Yeah, I'm a little <coughs> sticky. I'm covered in frosting, but you know it's worth it. It's, Good worth, breakfast. it's
0: worth it. Well, we had to get something else in here. This week after the good luck last week.
1: Mm-hmm. You got to keep the, jo- the juju going. You absolutely do. And you do that through breakfast treats.
0: And TGJW, Jim Wyatt. The great Jim Wyatt is here from titansonline.com. Glad to be here. I battled through the snow to get here today. What about the snow?
1: Was there really that much snow? No, no. I didn't see any. Not a lot you know, of but snowing. it was What's very s-
0: strange because I came around on the interstate and got off our exit, and it was snowing. And I was like, how about that? And you can see on the practice field – if you're watching look the video there. version, did this? it was totally covered, and the—I uh, <laughs> I mean, uh. it, it was really something for about ten minutes. Uh. There's our outstanding grounds crew, and they were uh, working on the field, but for just a few minutes, it was a winter wonderland here oh. on December the fifth, twenty oh, days before Christmas. I don't know how this team's going to be able to practice in that today. I mean, look at that—the footing could be terrible. I know, just, uh, so scary. They need to put on the the cleats. I'm afraid. You know what was was interesting? is Yesterday, they're not going inside.
1: There's no need to be. You think Vrabel's
0: going inside? No, but like. No, Vrabel's not going inside. There's
1: no need to have such strong emotions. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They're good.
0: Well, I don't know what kind of practice it's going to be today. He might go inside because they may just be walking. Mm -hmm. But uh, yesterday was a lot more of a practice than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they were flying around and, you know. Doing the Oklahoma drill or anything, but I mean, it was it was practice.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's we've seen different coaches handle things differently when you deal with a short week. It's tricky. I mean, you got to give guys time to recover, but you also got to get work in and get geared up for a game. And uh, Rust, you know, in, the injury report, which I'm sure we'll get to later, is always tough to gauge for these Thursday games too, because some guys don't practice. You don't know, hey, are they getting extra time? Is this guy not going to be available to play? We'll see. But yeah, it was it was pretty lively.
1: Yep, these weeks are more mental weeks than they mental are weeks. physical weeks. Well, yeah, I mean, guys... Well, no, you're right. Especially this late in the season, guys' bodies are where they're going to be, you know? They have some injuries, some bumps and bruises, hopefully nothing too bad across the board. Um, but their bodies are in shape, they know what to do, so it's more mentally what the game plan is, where you need to be, what's being installed for this game,
0: that kind of stuff. So I want to start with Mike Keith Wonders on... This edition of the OTP. I'm not taking your whole feature. You just you, hijacked my segment. I didn't hijack your segment. Oh How did God. the Titans win Sunday?
1: I don't know. For, <laughs> for, for a long time. See, I do
0: better answering Amy <laughs> I Wells. Know. I always have an answer for Amy <laughs> Wells wonders. You can't do I don't know. Uh,
1: uh, but uh, did you see that game? Yeah, I, yeah, I that was there. Game. It was wild and crazy. And with all the things that seem to be working against the Titans, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Christmas Can, magic. I actually
0: have an answer, but let's take a look at all of the things that went against the Titans in this ball game, which should not have allowed them to win. They gave up a defensive t- touchdown. The Jets had 156 yards rushing, but th- the big stat there to me is they had 33 rushes. Normally when a team rushes over 30 times, they win. They had a 59-yard kickoff return. The Titans were 1 of 11 on third down. There's a block punt and a PAT, and the Titans basically double their number of penalties and penalty yards, eight for 75. Now, Jim, statistics tell you that when you give up a defensive touchdown and a block punt in the NFL, you should have no chance of winning. Generally, you give up a defensive touchdown, you don't win. But you give up a defensive touchdown and a block punt and a 60-yard kickoff return and some of those other numbers, and you say, how did they do it? I have a theory. I'd like to hear yours.
2: Well, I mean, the reason they won is because the defense kept a minute because yeah. they kept holding them to field goals instead of giving up touchdowns. Even though they were put in some really tough situations, and they won because Marcus Mario to the offense rose to the occasion when it mattered. It was wasn't pretty early. Uh, we saw you mentioned know, the pick six. You know, a lot of check downs, not a lot of yardage. You know, accumulated on the you know through the air early in the game, but when it mattered, uh, you know, Taiwan Taylor. Uh, and Corey Davis and Tajay Sharp and Anthony Furcher guys stepped up and made plays. And just it's the way this league is, if you ha- give yourself a chance and hang around and hang around, you can pull out a game, eat no matter how ugly it looks, uh, you know, to get there.
0: I think it's a lot about the head coach's personality showing through in the football team. Yeah. I think that's variable. They, what you're talking about with them on defense – the scratching and clawing and not quitting and not giving up on anything, I think that's the Vrabel effect. I think that's who he is. I think that's who he was as a player. I think that's who he wants to be as a coach. He's coaching every play, every situation. He, he's not quitting. This football team isn't playing real well right now, unfortunately for the Titans. They, they are not, but they found a way to win a game they shouldn't because they simply refused to lose the ball game, they just said we can't lose. Right, and yep. I and I think that's the I think that's the mark of the head coach that you see coming through in the football team, and I, I think that's a that's a really good thing at this moment in December.
1: I think so too. I think a lot of other teams, not even just other Titans teams, other teams, period, would have lost that ball game. Sure, I think that this is something and that grit and that resilience and that just, we're not going to quit. I think that's a really, really good sign for this team going forward. I think that having that as one of their key traits can't hurt you. I think that's great. And I understand the frustration with winning games that on paper you should lose and losing games that on paper you should win. I understand that. Right. But I think that the the identity of this team – is one that we should be really, really excited about looking forward.
2: And the theme all week, we saw it on the boards, in the hallways, don't beat the Titans. And uh, for a long time, the Titans beat the Titans. I mean, all those numbers you put up there, I mean, Titans made it very difficult uh, on themselves throughout the course of this game. But the groups, you know, stood together, stuck in there, showed some resiliency late. I mean, it's a dogfight in the NFL a lot of weeks. I mean, the the Jets – I thought went toe to toe with the Patriots for a while sure. the week before they beat the Colts team that, that throttled this team, you know, a couple of weeks ago. They, they The Jets beat the Broncos. Uh, that's now their team that's now in the playoff hunt. So any team in the NFL can go toe to toe with it, but you, you got to be able to show some fight. And you got to figure out a way to win some of these games when the when the going gets tough. And I, and I, and I do think, You see some Mike Vrabel characteristics in doing that.
0: Let me step aside for just a second and just talk about the Jets because there's talk about Todd Bowles losing his job. I think Todd Bowles is a really good football coach, and I think you saw that in how they played for the majority of the game. But if he is gone, I think a lot of people are going to want that job. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they've got Darnold who didn't play. But they've got some receivers, and, and they, you know, they'll have a few more additions coming back. Crowell's a pretty good back. Um, they're, on defense, they've got a lot of people. I mean, to me, they look like the 2017 Chicago Bears. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. if you put the right coach in with what will be a second-year quarterback, you can take a step. The Bears are 8-4 and four right now. Mitchell Trubisky, who's been hurt a little bit, in his second year, but Matt Nagy comes in and suddenly they get something going. That team's not far away.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah, and we've seen them. They've had some other games along the course of the way, but we've seen a lot of games they've been in. And, oh, yeah. And, just, I mean, and th- this one, I can't imagine. I mean, just reading the bowl stuff from there, this was a crusher for them. Yeah. I mean, they felt like they had this game under control the whole way and then let it slip away at the end. I mean, and that's tough to overcome. I mean, I, I'll i be curious to see what happens from them, for them moving forward. I was
0: talking to some people who follow the coaching profession, too, and they were really getting into how much people are going to want the Cleveland job. Yeah. Because the quarterback's there Mm -hmm. and because you've got Miles Garrett and you've got some money and you've done some good things with your draft picks overall, I mean, that's – you know, you got Nick Chubb in there and, uh, you know, Landry had another 100-yard game receiving. So you got the Jets' job potentially – You've got if, – if Greg Williams doesn't hold on to the Browns job, and he might, who knows, but then you've got the Green Bay job. And, and that's a plum. I mean, that's one of the great franchises in the history of North American sport. I, I mean, I would think tons of people are going to be after that job.
1: There are a lot of good jobs right now, but as you were saying before, a lot of teams that have kind of a solid skeleton built. Mm-hmm. You know, they need a couple pieces here and there, but they're solid. And I think – it's going to be fun to watch, but I'm glad the Tennessee Titans will not be looking for a head coach. Yes, me too. I don't want to play that game. Does
2: McCarthy bounce to one of the jobs that comes over? He
0: gets he gets one of the jobs. Does he bounced to Cleveland. He, Cleveland mm. or the Jets, yeah. I would think would be either job would be intriguing to him. But sure, I mean he's a he's a 13 year coach who's had uh, you know tremendous success, hasn't the last two years. But a- at the same time. I, yeah, I think he lands a job pretty pretty quickly. And I think the Packers were smart in what they did mm-hmm. based on the fact that they get out in front of it, not just for the head coach candidates, but also because you'll hire a coach quickly, you can get after the assistant coaches. You can build a staff better mm-hmm. because there will be that window where those guys will be out of contract and they can make a move. NFL contracts are not like college contracts, as we know. Um, college coaches leave at the drop of a hat. Their contracts, apparently the only thing that means anything in their contracts is what you get paid every two weeks and a buyout clause. Right. Because they can just run away from those contracts. NFL contracts you cannot run away from. So if you hear right now that your favorite college is interested in an NFL, a current NFL head coach or assistant or whatever, you understand if they're under contract, the team may not let them go. Yep. Yep. And B, if their contract ends, it doesn't end until December the thirty first. So you're not gonna get them before the early signing period, which I think is December the nineteenth is when that begins. Yeah. So I mean it's totally it's a totally different window. I'm like you, Amy Wells. I'm so thankful we're not going through that again.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a little break. I'm excited to watch some other teams do it. I love <laughs> seeing how everybody <laughs> shuffles around and all the changes that happen in the offseason. It's like a giant game of Red Rover. Everyone just kind of runs to a new side. Um, but I'm so glad we're not part of it this year. I like this staff. I want to continue working with this staff. And um, I want to take a vacation. Is that you right? Know, that's really what it comes down to. I'm tired. I don't want to do that in January.
0: It's all about Amy. Well, I know, th-
1: just a little bit. It's a little <laughs> bit about me.
2: I know McCarthy. I, there was some debate on the Monday Night Game about whether they did him wrong because they, everything that he had done for that franchise, why I let him, why do that to him before the season ends? They did him a favor. Sure, they, they think did. So too. You know, they did themselves a favor by kind of being able to line up some things and uh, you know get their ducks in a row. But they also did him a favor. Uh, you know, to try to let him kind of prioritize what he wants to do and where things go from here. So if you're going to make the move, uh, you know, some teams wait, obviously, and you've got Black Monday and you've got, a, you've got some surprises that come out there. I think McCarthy's probably happy that uh, things developed. Well, did. absolutely.
0: And for McCarthy, it's good because it puts him ahead of the curve. It puts them ahead in their search. The other thing it did, too, is they just lost to Arizona. Yeah. If they keep McCarthy, the whole week is going to be: When are you going to fire this guy? He just lost to Arizona.
1: Right. It was almost a, a merciful way to do it. And Let's not talk about it. Let's just get it done.
0: And I don't mean to interrupt, but the other part is too: if the if the Packers are going to sneak in the playoffs, which is unlikely, they're four seven and one. I think you've given them a chance. I think you've given this team a chance by removing that that problem. And just saying, okay, that's off the table. We're going to have a new coach at the end of the year. Let's play the rest of this year and see what happens. Well, now you don't – now these players, the 2018 Packers, have the best shot possible to finish 8-7-1 and one, and maybe backdoor into the playoffs. Again, probably doesn't happen, but at least you give them the chance. I thought from a PR standpoint, from a person standpoint – for the fans, for everybody. I think it's a great move mm-hmm. and it's typical of an organization like the Packers who have a 30,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. They you know, I think they're thinking about everything and you know, that's why the Packers and the Steelers and some of these organizations that make these moves generally look like they have their stuff together.
1: Who's the interim head coach up there? Joe Philbin.
0: Oh, okay. Well, but, he's som- but he's somebody they like. Right and they know because he was there before. Mm-hmm. And Mike Pettin's going to coach the defense and he'll just leave that alone and you know they'll just go play. And they again, they're probably not going anywhere, but you, you again, you never four know. games to go.
1: Anything is possible. You're just trying to get
0: in the tournament. Yep, and
2: guys will be playing hard and it reminds me of another the the, the Line of thinking that drives me crazy in the NFL is teams tanking for draft picks or teams quitting on the season, and I can guarantee you, no one on that team is quitting. I mean, guys regularly are playing for their jobs, and if you think a guy's quitting, I you know you see it sometimes after Titans lose, or this team quit or or this team is tanking for a draft pick, that doesn't happen in the NFL. Because no. mm-hmm. if you start tanking for a draft, you got players tanking for a draft pick, they're not going to be on the team that's picking because and they that won't shows be on, up.
0: And they won't be on any yeah, team. Yeah, won't be on any right. team in
2: the NFL because coaches and general managers see that. And uh, so that's the most uh, overused line of thinking, if you ask me. Well, and it's
0: like the whole theory about why don't we sign this guy? Mm-hmm. Player X, whomever Player X might be, why don't we sign this? Why, why, haven't th- why hasn't this guy been signed? Well, generally, there's something in the medical. Mm-hmm. There's something in the off the field. Or, most importantly, they're seeing something. The other 31 teams are seeing something on the tape that's telling them something like that. Yeah. This is not your guy. This is not your guy. That's the thing that all of us can't know. But we should stop and think, hey, wait a minute. What are they seeing on the tape? Right. What is there in the medical? What is there in the off the field that we don't know? Right. Because it's rarely asked.
1: Yeah, and there's, I mean, there are some guys who never get picked up, and you think, wow, they were a great player. Yeah. What happened? But there's always a reason. There's a reason. There's no oversight in this league. That's there's right. no slipping through the cracks. If you're not picked up, There's a reason that you're not picked up. And usually you're right. It's something like that or a locker room thing.
2: Des Bryant's a perfect example of that. He went—I mean—and I hate what happened to him coming back and having the injury, but he mm-hmm. stayed unsigned the entire year. And I'm not just here. I'm sure people want to ask him why didn't he, this team sign Des Bryant, but it's like that across the league. Mm-hmm. They didn't sign him, I think, you know, because obviously some uh, the way he's kind of represented himself, maybe you know, in in Dallas over the years, you kind of hear some stuff about what he was like in the locker room. He put out a video of himself, kind of trying to lure teams to sign him look more like a tight end than he did a receiver he finally gets signed and then he gets hurt I'm just throwing him out there as an example of that but you see players all the time who stay unsigned and uh, that's that that is one example Well, you're
0: 100% right and the reason New Orleans signed him is because they could say to him look we're on the verge of a championship you want to come be a part of this Mm -hmm. and the other thing they could say is okay you can't run anymore you know that's pretty much what people will figure right and we're not worried about that because you only have to be a third down target a red zone target you fit personally and in terms of play style with what we need for six games right now
1: right we can give you this much money to do this, this specific mu- job take it or leave well it.
0: and look they would they go get brandon marshall Yep. Mm-hmm. Same guy. Yep. Same guy. But it's like, look, this is what we need from you right now. We, You don't have to be a lead receiver. You're a situational receiver. Do you want to play or not? Right. Do you want the money? Do you want a shot at a ring right now? Mm-hmm. But before that, if you're 5-5, five and five, you're, you're not looking for something that specific. It's like a baseball team that makes a trade for a left-hand pitcher out of the bullpen in August because they need one specific thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, you're right. If you're
0: 5-5, five five, you don't and need one specific thing. You, you need, need a utility guy. You need a bunch of things. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, but it's a good point. Mm-hmm. All right, major moment of the game. Ooh. Interested to know there were some major moments. I'm going to let Jim Wyatt go first. What was your – and there he is, worn out from Sunday's game.
1: Which really blends in with that couch, eh? <sighs>
0: Ma- I like it. Major had a had a tough. Matches. He had a tough Sunday. He was a little stressed out,
1: <laughs> and so
0: on Monday he was just collapsed while I was doing my radio interviews. So yeah,
1: long day. Long day. Well, it was I tough get game. It, buddy.
0: Tough game. All right, Jim White, your major moment of the game. I bet Major's out running
2: running around in that snow right now. Loves just, it, uh, having a big time. My major moment of the game. Happened uh, late in this game when the Titans got the ball back on their game winning drive, and Marcus Mariota scrambled up the middle, looked like a pinball, looked like he was in a pinball machine bouncing off of people. Uh, he gets knocked down, flipped over on his back, fumbles, recovers the fumble. Penalty on the Jets, and all of a sudden the Titans are in business there. I thought that was a major moment because it went from, okay, can the Titans drive this field in this limited amount of time to all of a sudden, boom, Titans in great field position, and and now I'm inspired after this uh, gut check run by the quarterback. and He took a hit there. I think that's a play where he ends up injuring his hand. He's okay, but uh, a lot happened in that pile right there.
0: Mm -hmm. I'd like to know how he got that ball back.
2: You got fortunate that I think he, he said it. I heard him say that he landed on it, although right there it looks like he landed square on his back. There he is. There looping. It he is. grabs it. It, he the air. it. That's the best view so. of it. Yep. Now you can see yes. he
0: did somehow recover it. And it was a huge play because if he doesn't recover the fumble, if the Jets recover the fumble, it's still going to be the Titans' ball because of the penalty. Right. But it's 25 yards back. The run doesn't count.
1: Well, there you yep. go.
0: And so it ends up on the next play they hit Furkser, and then two plays later the the touchdown pass. The
1: ball bounced the Titans way. Look at you. That look doesn't you. happen often. Mike, what's your major moment?
0: Uh, the I think my major moment is the third and five play uh, at the end of the ball game. They run this to Cannon, the rookie mm-hmm. out of Virginia State. And look at Derek Morgan. Stay home. Fantastic positioning. There's a lot of help there. The Cavalry is there. Vaccaro's there. Brown is credited with the tackle. He comes off the block really well. But it's Morgan who makes the play. It's Derek Morgan because there's that big 270-pounder who turns a 185-pounder back inside. Look at this. Complete read, comes to balance. That's how you play defensive end. Yep. When you're taught in high school to play defensive end, come to balance, shoulders squared. And Cannon has nowhere to go. He has to turn it back in, and there's the Cavalry. Brown's there. Vaccaro's there. Lots of help. Titans get the ball back and drive 86 yards to win the game. It's a good play call. Mm -hmm. I thought Jeremy Bates did a good thing there, but it took a veteran player making a veteran play for which he is credited none in the stat book. Yeah.
2: That pitch is a little behind him, which maybe slowed him down a little bit. But Morgan was there. I don't think he even with, if the pitch is ahead of him and he's able to catch it with a little bit more momentum, I still don't think he can get around he's Morgan not gonna because do Morgan's it. waiting for him.
0: All right, Amy Wells, your major moment of the game.
1: We all went late in the game. That's when all the action was, really. Um, mine is Malcolm Butler's interception to seal the Titans' victory. And while it wasn't a, ga- a play that actually gave us the victory, there were no points scored anything like that, But what an awesome thing for Malcolm Butler. That was what he needed. He needed a play like that to show everybody that he's still in business and kind of get some momentum swinging in his direction. I think after playing a solid game, Dean Pease said that he was very pleased with how he played. Having an interception like that, a big moment like that, to seal the victory, game over, Tennessee Titans win. Thanks, Malcolm Butler.
2: And re- Deep peace really praised him going in the game last week. He got kind of defensive when someone was asking about Malcolm last week. He kind of came to his defense, talked about all the adversity he's had to deal with. you got to give Malcolm Butler credit for staying in there. He made a big play early in the game, too, on third down, a big stop. Uh, I think he's quietly has kind of turned things around for him. I'm happy for him. He, he has been the subject of some criticism. A lot of pressure on the guy when you come in here. With the big contract, with the reputation, and uh, and things didn't go his way early, but he's a feisty guy, and uh, I think that I'm, I'm like Amy. You happy to see a guy like that make happy to see a guy like that make such a big play to close it out. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of Amy, how about Amy Wells' wonders? Let's ah, sex straight to that.
1: I get my segment back. Yes.
0: All right, Amy. Well, hopefully, Wells there's some pictures because oh, everyone there loves these pictures. Look at that. I
1: know they do. Oh, it's just nice. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday (laughs) on the Wednesday
0: edition of the OTP.
1: All right. We've been talking all season about Jayon Brown and what an outstanding season he has had this season. Um, He was kind of the guy that no one expected to be as solid and as productive as he has been this year. I'm wondering, when was the last time that there was a player like Jayon Brown who has this sort of a surprising season.
0: Yeah, Jayon Brown right right now with 80 tackles, second on the team, leading the team with six quarterback sacks. There's one of the six for Jayon. And I I would agree with you. I don't think anybody saw him putting up these kind of numbers. He was going to be the nickel linebacker. You even wondered, would Rashawn Evans move into more of that role as he was drafted and they would play Woodyard and Evans together? But Jayon had a great offseason, and it came into the year itself and has just continued. I I have to go back to 2005 for a guy who came out of nowhere for me, and that's Kyle Vandenbosch. He had 15 tackles for Arizona in 2004, and then he comes in here in 2005, 12-and-a-half sacks out of nowhere on what was a bad team with a bad defense uh, they upset Baltimore, and he had three sacks in that game. So Kyle Vandenbosch is the guy that I would say – another one was, was Altron Werner, who had a year like that in 2013. But Vandenbosch, to me, was the most surprising to really develop and put up big numbers for the defense Uh Sort of an honorable mention to Jason Babin as well, but he wasn't nearly the player overall that Vandenbosch was.
2: Yeah, and Babin was here over the weekend for the homecoming yeah. weekend. It was good to see him. is one of those guys you wish you could st- He could stay on the team forever.
0: I Three wish pieces. he was on the. <laughs> see, I wish yeah. he was on the podcast right now because KVB on the OTP would be. Well oh, that would be rather okay. nice. Oh he, yes, that would be that would be nice. I mean, the he, kids he, love the acronym. Oh, I think
1: you love the acronym <laughs> the way more em. than the kids. How about
0: J, <laughs> JG, T G <laughs> <can't even> J W, <laughs> <laughs> the great Jim Wyatt with his. I want to hear yours. Well, yours is uh, probably better than well mine. What's funny is I
2: kind of skimmed back through, uh, went back through last year, year by year, going back, working backward, and uh, and I came across Verner, and I thought about Verner too, but but I thought okay, he'd been in the league for for several years before he really had his breakout season in right. 2013. So I went with Mark Mariani, uh, you know, 2010, just because he was a complete I, – I think when he was picked, everybody thought that he was done because of a favor. For, it was Jeff Fisher taking – uh, a friend of his son's, well, Brandon Fisher. I never doubted who, who he played at <laughs> Montana because cause Jeff would go see his son Brandon play, and he happened to see Mark Mariani playing at that time, and thought, okay, let's take a flyer on this guy in the seventh round of the 2010 draft. I will say after he was picked, and you heard a lot of that uh, you heard a lot of that chatter uh, after the after the press conference draft weekend when Jeff talked about his relationship and seeing Mark. So. Heard a lot of that guys taken as a favor. I went and watched film of Mark Mariani from his days in Montana and thought, you know, this guy's he's got a little something. But still, I think people were skeptical because he was, wasn't playing in one of the big conferences. Uh, he gets to Tennessee, sets all kinds of records, goes to the Pro Bowl, set Pro Bowl records he while did. he was there, and um, turned out to be a fantastic draft pick in the seventh round. and uh Turned out to be a big surprise uh, for this organization.
1: I love Mark Mariani. I'll tell you what, just such a good dude. He's had so much success. What an awesome story coming back from that really nasty injury. Just he's the closest thing to a, a member of a boy band that I'll ever know, <laughs> and I really appreciate that. What? He's just he's like he just strikes me as a boy bander. He feels <laughs> like he feels like what the, does uh, that even mean? He feels like the Justin Timberlake of football.
2: The Justin Timberlake of football? Have you heard? Of, have you ever heard
0: him sing?
1: No, but he probably can. <laughs> Please don't be listening, Mark. <laughs> oh, that's just odd. <laughs> Please don't be listening.
0: Well, if you wanted to put together the rest of the Titans boy band, last weekend would have been the time to do it because See? they were all back. Mm-hmm. They were in sync. <laughs> <laughs> it was homecoming weekend for the Titans. See,
1: that wasn't as weird as it started out. <laughs> it was totally <laughs> we brought odd. it back home.
0: <laughs> what about homecoming? How great was homecoming?
1: It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. It's just so fun to get so many people back together and.
0: But it was a little warm in the bubble. It was ninety-eight degrees. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what do I start? <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Thank liking you. This. Thank you.
1: It really is fun though, and uh, for me, I haven't been around f- since the very beginning, but I've gotten to know a lot of these guys over the years, and so it's. It's just fun to see old friends and see them all get back together and share old stories that almost always have details that are not as accurate as they once were. That's right. <laughs> yeah, It
2: is fun. I mean, there were no, some new kids on the block, obviously. There, nice. Um, they had not been back. From, N-K-O-T-B. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but there were some other guys that we had not seen in a long time, like Andre Dyson, who had not been who back would be here part of the new edition. That is yeah. exactly right. So uh, it was cool to see these guys come back with their families, <laughs> with their kids. Some of them had lost weight, offensive lineman that looked like basketball players, I and then some of them had put on a little bit of weight. Uh, well, they
0: were bulking up for winter.
2: Yes, I think <laughs> so. So it was great uh, to see them all back, and uh, it's been neat to see it grow. I mean, it's gone from 20, 25 guys. The first time to probably 80, 85 guys this time, and and <laughs> they went from boys to men. Yeah, that's a good. I have to steal that. They have grown from it in boys my head to men. I, yes. I got to give Ashley Farrell credit on that, She's, and I just can't steal that and go with it. But it was too good to
0: pass up. A little contrived, now wouldn't you think?
1: I have no words. I have nothing <laughs> to contribute to this
0: anymore. Well, at least they were all going in one direction. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good night everybody. Oh, good night man. everybody. This is good All right, night. so the players very appreciative very appreciative of this. Mm-hmm. There's no question that they uh that they like it. And you had a chance to talk with one of the players in particular who said some good things. Drew Bennett?
1: Yeah, it was Drew yeah, Bennett. Yeah. I thought that was your intro to it, but here's Drew Bennett. He had a lot of good things to say about mm-hmm. coming back and what this weekend kind of meant to him. What does it feel like being back here, walking these halls again, being with the boys again?
3: You know, you forget these memories, kind of you get back in your hometown, you're kind of going on with life and you come back here and you just get kind of rejuvenated and think about all the good things that happened here and telling stories on the buses, going to and from places, is, it's a really fun weekend.
1: A lot of tall tales being told. Some details maybe a little bit different than how you remember them. Oh,
3: absolutely. You know, you're definitely better now. You know, are you better back then than you really were? Because that's, you know, as the older I get, the better I was. And that's how everyone feels about it. So it's uh, it's a really fun time to come back and talk to the guys.
1: These halls look a little bit different than they did when you played. What's it been like to see some of the upgrades and the new facilities around I'm here? I'm
3: impressed. I'm really impressed. I think that weight room is probably the nicest weight room I've seen anywhere. You know, so that, that's, you come to a professional facility, you feel like a professional, those things are important and I think it makes your team better you know the having those kinds of things and seeing what they've done that's that's great
1: what does it mean to you that Amy Adams Strunk has really invested in this experience for you guys and wants to make it special
3: Uh, it means the world actually you know a lot of guys come back here and everyone has the same sentiment that like this is really cool this is really how, how you feel kind of embraced when you come back to be part of something again and, and like you said, walk the hallways and feel like you're relevant you help build a little bit of this is, uh, is really fun.
1: Does this feel like a family atmosphere, kind of a family reunion? It
3: does. It does. It's kind of like, you know, you go back to your high school and do your high school reunions, and you go back to college and see guys, and this is very similar, and I don't think there's a lot of teams that do this. So uh, I think this is a really cool little uh, perk that they do here in Tennessee.
0: Good stuff. It was one, a fun with, weekend. With one of our favorites, Drew Bennett, mm-hmm. a, a very good player for this team.
2: Yeah, it's funny. Drew Bennett, it, 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 what was cool was seeing all these guys going up to Vrabel uh, after the walkthrough on Saturday with a Tank Williams who had forgotten played with Vrabel right. uh, for a stretch. Drew Bennett, who was obviously on that playo- in that playoff game in Foxborough when it was so cold, and, um, and all these guys obviously competed against him and uh, – so that was neat to see um and i think it's great that these guys feel so welcome and want to be back here and see each other and tell stories like drew bennett was just talking about how you know he lived back in california now he says it seems like your playing career is you know a lifetime away when you're back home and then you come back here and you're reunited with your buddies and you talk about things like it just happened last week so it's cool for them to see it kind of relive their glory days and uh and I I thought it was great uh I thought it was a great weekend.
0: Next opponent is familiar.
1: Oh man. Jackson
0: What a win they had last weekend.
1: Yeah. What a weird game.
0: Six to nothing. Yeah. They win over Indianapolis. Ooh. But I but I mean, for them to to be in a position where they can shut out maybe the hottest offense in the NFL. Yeah. Maybe the hottest quarterback in the NFL. I mean, got eight straight games with three touchdown passes for Andrew Luck. He doesn't get one in this game. Uh, it just reminded everybody how good Jacksonville's defense is.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, you got to give those guys credit for fighting and not giving up. I mean, because a lot of times, obviously, if you're a defensive player and things are not going well on offense. You can fight and you can fight and you can fight, but eventually the damn breaks and you just give. And uh, the fact that these guys are still fighting this late in the season, you know they're coming in here swinging because they've, the series has not gone well for them in recent um, outings. And uh, I'm sure they'd like a little bit of payback and to keep their, uh, you know, kind of keep their tour going on where they're trying to ruin some people's season. So um, I expect the Titans to have a, a fist fight on Thursday night.
1: Yeah. I think so, too. I think this game is always the game where you throw the records out the window and play ball. And they're super familiar with each other. That adds a little bit to it. They're both on a short week. So there's not a ton of time to really get into the nitty gritty and overthink it. They're just gonna be out there playing ball, and I think that's going to be so fun.
0: It's Such an odd week for the injury report as well, because the Monday injury report comes out, and it is an estimate based on would somebody have practiced, mm-hmm. and then you get into the Tuesday, and it's more accurate. The four guys who didn't practice yesterday, Crookshank and Fluellen. I don't, I don't think either one of them are going. Have they said for sure yet? Uh they've not said, I'd be, sh- I'd be shocked. And then you get Jennings and Morgan, who are both question marks because of the short week. Uh, Bayard with the shoulder. Butler's been battling a quad. Casey's been battling a shoulder. Uh, otherwise, I think the Titans are pretty healthy. But it, it's hard to know because there's a Dory Jackson, Marcus Mariota, uh, Tajay Sharp, Kenny Vaccaro. Tajay didn't practice a lot. But you, And this is the weird part taji has been battling the ankle for quite some time. And you're like, is is he on there because he's dinged? Or is he on there because due to a short week, he's not going to play? I mean, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, right.
2: you, you really don't. I, th- I think I think the guys, uh, they're the ones especially that are out. I mean, the top two we mentioned, you're and Crookshank. I don't think they play. It's hard to know, really, with Jennings and Morgan. Uh, because of the short week so I'll be curious to see what that looks like today and, and if you flip it and look at you know theirs is the same thing I mean you, you keep got you put some guys on there just because it's a short week and just because you know they're gonna be limited in some fashion but it's hard to get a gauge uh, on the Thursday games
1: but I will say that this year overall I feel like injury reports have gotten harder and harder to read just throughout the season and kind of get a gauge on some things. Why? I feel like teams are reporting, are putting more names on an injury report than they used to.
0: Well, that's because they're scared if they don't, they'll get fined.
1: Right. So now you see, I mean, this one has 21 total people on it. Right. That's a lot of people. But this doesn't look unusual to me. This isn't as. Like, we've seen other well, I mean, injury that's reports what it, with bad I amount I mean, of people
0: Theoretically, according to the league, that's what it's supposed to look like.
1: It's ridiculous. But you can't glean anything from this. You have no idea. Well, I'm not gleaning. Well, I'm just saying I can't glean anything from this. Even knowing this Tennessee Titans team and being familiar with the injuries and being familiar with kind of what's going on on guys' day-to-day lives, from a health standpoint, I guess, um, I can't figure this out. So how in the world am I gonna look at Jacksonville's and be like, So oh, you're okay, playing the I rest go. of
0: the OTP under protest?
1: No, I'm just frustrated that I can't get any information from this. I need a decoder ring.
0: All right. Well, what you should do though <laughs> is you should get tickets via the Titans twice daily deal.
1: You can come see for yourself who plays. Come
0: see who plays. Mm-hmm. This is a great deal. Tickets for this ball game through our friends at twice daily. Yes. There are a limited number of $20 tickets available through the promotion. For every $20 ticket that you buy, you get a $10 concession pass.
1: And you would have spent that money anyway.
0: Well, but it's great. Yeah. And so you're talking about a $20 ticket to see an NFL game, Uh and with every one you buy, you get $10 towards concessions.
1: That's two hot dogs.
0: It's only 1,000 of these available, up to 1,000 available. Wow. How much
2: hot chocolate cost?
1: I don't know. I've never gotten hot chocolate. I bet
0: there will be some
2: hot chocolate consumed tomorrow night, although this will be a balmy day compared to the last game against Jacksonville at that stadium.
1: (laughs) That's true. That that? was was Supposedly
0: 23 at kickoff? I don't think so. That was biting cold That was by the people who turned out to help get the titans into the playoffs that day they deserved all the hot chocolate they could get yeah it that was a great effort
1: oh man
0: by the way and thursday when you're there you'll want to keep an eye on the feet of the titans oh yes tell them why amy will
1: my cause my cleats is coming up it's so fun guys have the opportunity to customize cleats to represent, oh, there you go, you can see some of them, to represent causes that are important to them. A lot of guys will do their foundation or other foundations that they've worked very closely with over the years, but it's really a chance to see these guys express themselves on their shoes. And seeing the designs that they come up with, I know that there are a couple different designers that our guys have worked with. Um, It's just, it's such a cool time, and to see these guys get to, Show out on their feet a little bit is really neat, but um, I think the person I'm most excited about is Derrick Henry. His are really cool, and there's a cool story behind them. Yeah,
0: you've done a story that was actually submitted to the league, and mm-hmm. can we w- would you mind if we show that?
1: Yeah, no, that'd be great. Okay,
0: Derrick Henry might cause my cleats.
4: Okay, so I messed up question: Kobe Bryant or LeBron James?
1: LeBron. LeBron.
4: LeBron?
1: Derrick Henry's cause is Special Olympics.
4: You playing other uh, sports? Baseball, basketball. What's your I, favorite one? I would play flag
1: football.
4: Flag football. So
1: who better to help him design the cleats he will be wearing on Thursday night against the Jacksonville Jaguars than Special Olympics athletes?
4: We gotta do something cool now. You must know how to color. Mm. I can tell you what you color. You know, see, okay, you know how to color. You know, when I did it with those kids, you know, they were excited. You know, just seeing them join their faces. You know, that was uh, that was fun for me. You know, to see their ideas, get to know who they are, know what sports they like, you know, who's their favorite player, it was just fun. My logo, I like that.
1: After the lucky athletes were done putting their ideas down on paper, the designs were sent to Marcus Rivero, the cleat designer behind Souls by Surf. He turned their sketches into
0: reality. Unbelievable, I mean, just to see their work come to life and
3: to have it worn by an NFL player, and a titan has gotta be a dream come true for each and every one of them.
4: I got tickets for y'all for the Redskins game.
3: wants
0: to
1: go? For Henry, this is much more than just a cause to trumpet on Sundays. Special Olympics has always had a special place in his heart.
4: I bought into the Special Olympics in high school and I really enjoyed doing it. Got a lot of joy out of it. You see the smile on their faces and uh, having fun, you know. I'm being excited for them to have a day so they can show off, you know, what they can do. And I had a buddy, Jake, in high school, who actually played on my football team. You know, that was always my partner Special Olympics. So, you know, whenever I got the chance to do this, I, d- I definitely wanted to do, do something special.
3: Number one, it's an honor. I'm a parent of a Special Olympics athlete, and, you know, it means the world
0: to, you know, parents and athletes out there that just, that he would think of our organization and just share that incredible gift with, with our families, with our athletes, and our organization.
1: Having cool shoes on is one thing, but raising awareness and educating the public is what My Cause, My Cleats is all about.
3: Every
0: time you guys play, you I choice. Choice. Gonna have to sign some of you guys.
3: I think when you
0: watch those athletes compete, it's really the essence of sport. You got a spin move, or what's your favorite move? I just, I just took blue like, uh,
4: shaking, shaking, shaking,
3: there's just joy, there's competitiveness, um, there's highs, there's lows. I mean, I think just the, the raw emotion
0: comes out in, in every athlete, and, and especially those Special Olympians uh, that I've had a chance to, to watch, to work with, and to just be around. And I think you can truly appreciate what athletics and competition is about by, by watching them. This is for you, my man. <laughs> Jeez, I got got Oh my
3: god. <laughs> <laughs> I got I teeth. Got, this is so
4: awesome. Just how much the impact is when you build relationships with those kids, how much it can affect your life and you can be very appreciative of, you know, just this everything and you know they just give you a different eye about things, different perspective. Here you go. Thank you so much, you're welcome. It's just something always positive when you're around those guys. You signed your name for him. Yeah. Put, we put we put Marcus on there, tip. You know, just want to do something special for him.
1: Such a cool day! It was just neat being in there with those kids as they were designing those shoes, and Coach Vrabel was in there, and Derek was in there, and it was just a really special day.
2: That's a cool story. Did Mm -hmm. uh, Did Derek forge Marcus's signature on that cleat?
1: No, he didn't. Well, as a (laughs)
0: Heisman Trophy winner, he can. (laughs) They can all. all, They can all sign. You know, (laughs) Frankie Sandwich. They can sign whatever name you want to. Yeah. When you've won a Heisman Trophy, that's the law I yeah. understand. <laughs> we swap them out. I, I tell you, that the my cause, my cleats, and when we see these guys work with different organizations, it, it touches your heart. But when you see that big old guy, mm-hmm. and you see how big he is, and he just loves on those kids, and, I mean, it's, a, it's just a beautiful thing. The head coach, too, it's a pretty – it's a pretty nice thing. That's it's, uh, very special. Well done. Thank you. Well, well done. Well,
1: and they were great. And I mean, Derek stayed there and played basketball with those kids for probably an hour. Did he really? Oh my gosh. They were just shooting hoops. And the kid, he gave every uh, Olympian that was there a pair of cleats. And so, half of them were wearing them in the locker room. We were a little concerned <laughs> that someone was going to trip and fall. That's so but great. they're wearing the I think that's what shoes. I would have done, yeah. too. I mean, <laughs> now
0: that I think about it.
1: Wearing the cleats and playing basketball and just having the best time. It was, it was awesome.
2: That's cool. You know, I saw Wesley Woodard's cleats are cool, too. And it was part mm-hmm. of it's a 16 Ways Foundation, but the other is also ALS. He's got Tim Shaw's uh, face on the side of his cleats that I know – I saw the video of Tim and his reaction when he saw him and seen his face on the cleats. It was uh, – that's a cool story how this team's continued to support him and those players continue to support Tim. And uh, before I came in here, I saw Tim getting out of the van, heading Tim's into the working. facility. Yeah, Tim's uh,
1: working. He's in with special teams right now. He's so watching tape. He's, a,
2: he's an inspirational guy himself. So uh, I, I think it's cool that the league has allowed the players to kind of show what's important to them and their causes uh, – and we'll see him on Thursday night uh, at
0: Nissan Stadium. Yeah, when people uh, turn on the TV and see the cleats don't sort of match, there's a reason.
1: Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be like they're that. They're
0: supposed to be like that. All right, so let's do uh, social now. Because speaking of great stories, Jim Wyatt has great stories at TitansOnline.com. He does. And you can follow him at Jim Wyatt Sports on Twitter. Amy Wells, at TitansAmy, A-M-I-E. On Twitter, and you can certainly subscribe to the podcast. We hope you will, titansonline.com slash podcast. How clever. That's how you do it. Yes, making are, it easy. Are you ready for Thursday night football?
1: I'm so fired up.
0: I'm ready. I mean, it would be our good
2: first uh, real cold game. Have we had one of those? I mean, so, some games no? have been no. chilly. This will be a cold game. Obviously, it's easy for me to say. I'll be down there in warm-ups, and I'll be inside the press box.
0: Um, Amy Wells roaming the sidelines yes, for so Titans. Be do, do you with have that. A, do you have a jacket?
1: I have a full coat. And then a fur coat, a, a full. Look.
0: Oh, okay. I was gonna say, what are you gonna <laughs> a do? Coat. Gonna do Zsa Zsa Gabor <laughs> on the sidelines down there? That
1: would actually be pretty awesome. That would I be tremendous. <laughs> I might do that, but
0: <laughs> I've started collecting layers. Hello, darling. <laughs> I need the injuries.
1: <laughs> 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 well, I might have to go get me a fur coat. <laughs> what
2: kind of hat? You have like a fur hat or anything
0: like that, or no? That would be awesome, <laughs> too, good. wouldn't it?
1: I do not have these things. I don't know if I'm going to wear a hat.
0: There's a name for that.
1: Ridiculous?
0: No, no, no. There's an actual <laughs> name for that kind of hat. I can't think of it.
1: But like, fur? Yes. Yeah. Nope. I don't think that's going to work for me. <laughs> <That> <laughs> do, will you wear
3: a look. hat, though?
1: Maybe, if it's cold. Like I mean, a it's gonna knit be cold. cap of some sort. Yeah, my, one of the ones with the little fluff on top. I like those. Okay.
2: Will you be hanging out by the... Heaters on the sideline. Heck yes, I will. You know, somebody mm-hmm. we, we we had a funny story. Who was wearing a jacket the other day that was had been standing too close to the heater at one of the games, and it burned a big hole in the. It'll jacket. catch oh, on fire. It's it, it, Ashley Farrell. Yeah, Ashley Farrell had her jacket uh, caught catch fire from those heat. Fire. I don't know if it actually caught fire, but it did enough fire. to burn a hole in the jacket. And then it led to a conversation about other people who had stood close enough, and I think Jim Washer's name came mm-hmm. up, where he had stood close enough to the heater, it burned a big hole in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Coach Wash. Yeah, so I think uh, you have to keep an eye on Amy by the heater. Maybe, I'll tell you, what, uh, Tim night. Shaw
1: gets himself in the perfect kind of warm weather, like warm air area. So I'll throughout the game, I'll just get closer and closer to him because he's always wedged in there perfectly where you're not going to catch fire. He's no but dummy. But you stay nice and toasty. No, it's a pro move, and I'm following him this game.
2: I think you need to kind of send a message that you're not worried about the cold weather. Just go out there with a T-shirt on, T-shirt and shorts. I'm on, not interested uh, in Thursday sending night. that message to anybody. <laughs> I
1: don't want anyone to think that about me. More so it layers, It
0: really impressed the players. I think it's time to go.
1: I don't. I don't <laughs> want to impress anybody with that. I think
0: it's totally time to go. <laughs> uh, remind everybody, we're on Titans Radio tomorrow night. Jim Wyatts on Titans Radio as well. Six thirty Central Time, seven thirty Eastern for the award-winning Titans Countdown, and then kickoff is seven twenty Central Time. Remind you again about the twice daily ticket offer—a twenty-dollar ticket. There are a thousand of them for sale. When they're gone, they're gone forever, so be there, be square. But with that $20 ticket, you get a $10 concession card.
1: Get you some hot cocoa. And
0: get in there and cheer on these Titans who need to win a big AFC South game on Thursday night against the Jaguars.
1: Right, and they're giving away scarves at the game. So if you forget one, we've got you.
0: And uh, I was gonna look this up just
2: to make sure I'm right, but this is the this is the toy drive uh, before this game as well. Oh, so, oh okay. So bring that's toys. Good. Uh, bring toys to the game uh, for toys for tots. New unwrapped toys can be dropped off with members of the Marine Corps who will be located through uh, you know at the gates surrounding game. Nissan Stadium. And you know Jeff Jarrett is the 12th Titan. Double oh,
1: J, really? Yes. People were
0: fired up about that when that was. Let me tell you something about Double J. Media. Double J is the man. That's funny. I know him all the way back to, like, eighth grade. Seriously. He tweeted out this morning he was was flying
2: out of London to get I have known
0: who he was since eighth grade, if you can believe that. He was a great athlete in junior high and high school. And (laughs) he is a cool dude. Do you think he has something up his sleeve, something special for this? Break a guitar over somebody's head.
1: Not mine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else. You'll have that hat on and be protected. Yeah, he'll be protected. (laughs) I love that guy. He's fantastic. So, Good show tomorrow night, mm-hmm. Titans and uh, the Jaguars. Be there, be square, or listen on Titans Radio. We would appreciate it. Woo-hoo. For Amy Wells and Jim White, my name is Mike Keith, and we thank you for joining us this morning on the boy band edition. That's <laughs> the oh! O-T, or the O-O-O-O-O-O-T-T. i, <laughs> I tell you that?